Women Taking the Lead, Episode 3. I think, um, like I was talking about in the beginning, I was really unsure and kind of expecting things to happen really fast. And I wish I could go back and be like, you know what, you got to put hard work in to be successful with anything. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so that you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Your future awaits, so let's get started. everyone and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Josie Milner who is part small town teen, part road worthy country starlet and starting at only 17 years old she turned heads and changed hearts with her debut U.S. single Not Pretty Enough. That song thrust Josie into the country music spotlight, launching her anti-bullying campaign with Angels and Doves, earning her a 2013 Independent Country Music Award nomination for Promising Young Artist, a Top 10 Hottest New Artist designation, and a number one single on the world's first independent country music chart, Indie World. Now 19 and a recent magna cum laude high school graduate, the CMT.com Top 20 Artist has taken her initial success to greater heights with Cowgirls, which reached number one on the New Music Weekly and Top 75 on Music Row. Wow, Josie. (laughs) (laughs) That was meant to be just a teaser, and it really is, because I know you have more to say, but as excited as... And, you know, proud, as I'm sure everyone listening is of you. Tell us more about you and where you come from. (laughs) Definitely. Um, You know, it's always kind of a little overwhelming whenever I hear that bio or something like that. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) But um, (laughs) all right. So kind of grown up in a small town. I'm kind of your typical small town girl. I've always loved singing. And ever since I could remember, I've always been singing on the radio or asking for CDs for my birthday or just something that has always had to do with music. And so it's definitely something that I've always been interested in. And before I got into music, I actually did rodeo for eight years. And uh, it was my rodeo, as I say, is where stuff really started because I started to sing the national anthems at them. And, uh, you know, they'd always be like, hey, do you want to come do this really quick? So I'm to play the recording or, hey, do you have time? And um, so I'd always just jump off my horse, run up, sing the national anthem and come back and get back on my horse and get in the arena. So um, and then it was singing the national anthems that I was invited to sing at the National Steel Guitar Convention in St. Louis, Missouri back in 2010. So we're talking five years ago now. Now. And um, I never been able to perform really on a main stage before, and it's a whole new experience for me. I never had uh, performed in front of a live audience like that, and I was super excited. And I got up there, and holy cow! I loved the feeling of it. I thought it was absolutely amazing, and I never wanted to get off. And after I did, I had a lot of people come up and say they really enjoyed it. And at that time, I was only about fourteen years old, so um, for people to really say they enjoyed it with being fairly young, it was pretty awesome. Not gonna lie <laughs> and uh and I actually had a couple of people say hey you might want to try out the country music industry because we think you can go really far with it so you know with kind of having that kind of recognition of people already kind of saying hey you might want to look at this we had to pay attention to it so I talked to my parents about it and they're like yeah sure let's let's give it a try and see how it goes and um so we just kind of dove in head first into it and we've been doing amazing things ever since and 
you know, there has been a few struggles along the way, but we've been able to overcome everything. And uh, I've had some amazing support so far. And I definitely grew up really grounded and really family oriented. And so I'm able to uh, kind of do what I love while also being a typical teenager. I'm still going to college. I am also doing my music career also while maintaining, you know, friendships and whatnot. So um, it's a little crazy at times, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's amazing. And what I love about this story, and it's true for everybody, it started with somebody just saying, hey, can you do the national anthem before we get started? And you said, yes. <laughs> and, and one thing led to an, and every opportunity has just built from there. You said, yes, you did it. Somebody noticed people perked up and then somebody asked you an, to do another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And all along the way, you said, Yes, I'll do that. And it must have been scary. So I really, really love that. And obviously, Josie, you've had success in your life, your young life, and you've definitely, <laughs> you've definitely gained confidence through that. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you learned along the way. Yeah, um, you know, the music industry is very unpredictable. And whenever I got into this, I was at a fairly young age. And at the beginning, it was kind of hard to kind of just jump into it, especially being so young. People didn't take me very seriously. And so that was definitely very discouraging at first. Be like, hey, they're not even going to pay attention to you. So why are you even going to try? But, um, you know, it's from getting them opportunities every once in a while and just saying yes and going with them that I've been able to, you know, gain so much and have so many, so many amazing opportunities. And uh, it's, it's very exciting. I know now, um, instead of us having to call venues and say, hey, do you want to have me in there? Will you give me a chance? We're having people contact us now. And so it's kind of a um, review first role and it's been very exciting so um you, you know definitely through all that I definitely gained a lot of confidence and I believe in myself a lot more than now than what I used to because I know people are really starting to take recognition and really starting to truly realize and understand that I love what I'm doing and I'm happy with what I'm doing and uh, things are doing really good so yeah. Was there ever a time because, you know, what we're what I'm hearing so far is when people ask you to do something, you're you're a yes, like a capital Y. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. You stand up, you go for it. Was there ever a time where, you know, you held yourself back and maybe missed an opportunity because you thought, oh, oh no, no, I'm, I'm that's not for me or I'm not good enough. Um, I don't know if I necessarily miss an opportunity. There's been a couple of things that we haven't gone that direction because that's just not the way I want it to go. Um, I mean, we've been contacted by a couple different record companies. We just didn't feel like it was the right thing. And so we said no to them. And, of course, it's very scary because you never know what's going to happen that next day. But, you know, I want to be able to stick to myself and who I am. I don't want to have to uh, try to create an image of someone else for me into what they want me to be. And so, you know, I, I've just always wanted to be who I am. And so that's kind of what's really steered this in the, the way that it's going. So, yes, we've had to say no a couple times. And it was really scary. But, you know, things have worked out really well since then. So awesome. And you you've said like, you know, being, you know, going newly into the industry you're in, you know, there's, you know, some uncertainty. And you, it sounds like the decisions you made along the way have been um, in the direction you wanted to go. Was there ever a time of uncertainty where you had to kind of talk yourself around and give yourself a little pep talk? <laughs> oh my gosh, the more like every day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, there is 
Uh, well, I mean, like I said, this this industry is very uncertain. You never know what's going to happen. One day you'll be doing amazing things. The next day you could just be forgotten. And so every day, you know, I kind of wake up and be like, what's going to happen today or what's going to kind of push me forward? And, um, you know, it's just from going out and taking them chances and from now believing in myself and knowing that I can do them that I'm able to be like, you know what, this is this is possible. This is a very big reality that I'm able to do right now. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of risk taking, but with a lot of big payoffs. So that's fantastic. Oh, definitely. Now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. <laughs> um, I probably said my biggest wake up call I've had in this so far, um, as far as being like, Hey, this is real was whenever I first heard myself on the radio. Um, I mean, that first moment, I'm just kind of like, wow, is this really happening kind of thing? And you just kind of sit there and you're like, yeah, this is, this is me. This is all my hard work and it's starting to pay off. And, you know, um, whenever I first got into this industry, I never expected it to be as hard as it has been. I mean, I thought I went out and I performed a couple times and I got recognized. That's definitely not how it is. There's so much hard work and so much background that people don't know about that they don't see the behind the scenes of what you have to do. Um, I mean, all they get to see is maybe what you put on social media or what you talk about during interviews. They don't get to see the actual contacting of the people or the follow through the steps and whatnot. Mm. So um, definitely a lot of the hard work that's been putting into it and finally be able to realize, hey, you're on the radio now. So things are starting to do good. So you know what, Josie, I'd love to hear is take us to a moment because you you said you you went into it thinking, oh, well, I'll just do this. I'll get noticed and then it'll take off. And you're right. People don't see all the work that goes on behind the scenes. But tell us about the moment where it might have been a little frustrating or deflating where you, you thought, oh, my gosh, I thought by now it would it would have it would have taken off a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, you know, when we first got into this, it was just kind of me and my mom that were uh, kind of controlling my career. And for about the first year, we're the ones that handled it. And it was so crazy because I'd come home from school and we have to go straight into the music aspect of my life. And, um, you know, it, it took up so much extra time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I, can I handle this? Is this going to be something I'm going to be able to do? And, um, you know, because being in high school, I'm gone for eight hours out of the day in classes and I come home and I got to go pretty much straight back to work again. And so it was like having almost a full-time job by the time I was 15. So that was something that was pretty overwhelming at the time. But, um, you know, the gradually, the longer we were in it and the more we started asking questions, the more people we started to meet, it just kind of started to work itself out. And, uh, and then we got a manager and then the manager really started to help. And, um, you know, it, it's just been a whole bunch of question asking and, um, and, and talking to a lot of people and finding out a lot of information and, you know, it's been a lot of bumps and bruises too, but we've just had to work through all of them and just kind of get past everything. So, mm. And what did you put in place? You know, I, I was so there with you. Like you've been in school all day, you come home, you might be a little tired, you know, ready to have some fun, but you're heading back, you know, into work mode. And that could have been overwhelming, you know, if it had gone on for a long time. What did you do to kind of support yourself so you could handle this schedule? <laughs> 
Um, I think as far as support, it would have to go to um, my family. You know, my family has always been there if I've ever needed anything or if I've needed help on homework or help with my music or, you know, just someone I've talked to. They've always been there. And, of course, my my really good friends I've been able to kind of grow up with. And, uh, you know, just like I said, having that support there. And I've uh, throughout high school and throughout all my education years, I have always been the kind of student that's wanted to do the best that I can. And uh, like you mentioned, I graduated with a 3.9. GPA. So to, to do that while doing the music career, I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm uh, what you like to call a perfectionist. <laughs> I can't stop until it's like perfect. And uh, and so I knew when I first got into this career, I was going to maintain really good grades still. And so I, like I said, I think that added a lot of extra pressure to me, but it all worked out. Yeah. Don't know how, <laughs> but it did. And, uh, and now I'm going to college and things are, um, I don't think they're as much pressure as it was in high school, but you know, it's still college. So it's still a little difficult. Still a lot of work. And you know, um, there definitely is a, a magic behind the madness. It sounds like where you, you were saying you really leaned into your support system. Right. You, you realized this could get overwhelming fast. So what did you do? Like you called on family and friends to help you where they could. And whenever you got you talked about you and your mom being in this unknown, unknown world and unknown situation. And what do you what do you do with that? You asked lots of questions. Oh, yeah. To get the definitely. answers. So <laughs> definitely two two pieces of, of the puzzle that have made you um, su- this successful so far. Um, and what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. We're all different and we're going to lead differently. So, Josie, how would you describe your leadership style? Um, I think my leadership style will definitely be just a lot of belief, um, you know, no matter if it's in myself or if it's someone that I'm trying to help, just believing in them, letting them know, hey, I'm here for you. and I'm going to help you with whatever I can do. And they're just trying to set a good example as well. Um, you know, like I was mentioning how I've always just kind of wanted to, to stay myself and be myself throughout this music career. And that's one thing I think I've re- really been able to accomplish is just kind of showing who I really am. And I think just kind of being that good role model, of course, is really good leadership because uh, I love it whenever I people get people that contact me say hey I love what you're doing and I admire you so much and you know it just makes me smile it makes me so happy to know that people um, kind of appreciate that and look at it so um, and then like I also like I said belief and just believing and knowing that I can do it and believing in other people and you know so yeah you know it's it can sound so cliche when we tell people just be yourself just be yourself that's what's going to make you successful but it's true <laughs> you know it is very true <laughs> it's so true and I you know I tell and I work with my clients on this too if we can let down the guard and just let a little bit more of ourself kind of out right out from behind the curtain um and share with ourselves and usually the the cue the the key here is if you can be the same way with everybody you meet and in no matter what situation it is if you can stay consistent the whole time i would say that's you being yourself right definitely you know and i i've noticed that the people who are really good at that, about just being themselves all the time, they have so many people that gravitate to them because they're just so real. Um, so that is a great leadership style, um, just being yourself. It's easier said than done, but it's so, so worth it. Oh, yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. You know, I know at first I was um, trying to create this whole I don't want to say it an image of myself, but then along the way, I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. And I love being myself, you know, um, be able to post about mm-hmm. myself and 
how I really am. I mean, I went to uh, my senior prom as Cinderella. I literally wore a Cinderella dress. And I looked like Cinderella for my senior prom because I love Cinderella. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be me. And so I'm going to show it. And, you know, people loved it. So. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I actually, I just did a post on Facebook and the last line was be weird. You know, and I think I think the world needs a little bit more of that. And like in a good way, it mean, you know, just being kind of kooky and off track, um, doing something different, doing something that maybe other people wouldn't do. Um, and I admire people who, you know, can say, well, I love this, so I'm going to do it, even though everybody's going to be a little bit shocked by it. Yeah, exactly. I, I love <laughs> it. So. Josie, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? I am really excited about we are working on my next single, which will be coming to radio March 30th. Um, it's called Red, White, and Blue. It's a patriotic song, and I'm very excited about this. So it's probably my favorite one that we've worked on yet. And uh, on top of that, we're working on getting an EP out there. We're hoping to have that out there this year. There's not a for sure set date on that one, but we're working on it now. Um, but for right now, we are working on my next single, and I'm very, very excited. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's going to release just a few days after this episode goes live, because if people are listening to this on the release date, it's March 25th. And so be looking for her single to come out in just five days. So that's exciting. Okay, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So just some quick answers to these questions. So tell us, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I think just kind of communication and talking to people and just kind of understanding them and getting to know them is something that I really like to, um, I like to do, you know, especially at shows, I like to be able to talk to people afterwards and get to meet them and get to know them and hear their stories, especially with the anti-bullying campaign and, you know, talking to people and just kind of understanding others besides myself is, is really nice. And it kind of makes you realize, Hey, you're not the only one here and to be able to kind of pay attention to other people. It's really cool. <laughs> that is very cool. What is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Oh my goodness. Um, I have read so many amazing books. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can pick one. Um, we'll come back to that one. Let me think about that one. Okay. What <laughs> What is your favorite healthy food? Apples. I have recently gotten my braces off like a month ago and I have been chowing down apples. <laughs> so apples right now. I, I love that. And anybody who knows me knows I'm like nodding my head with you. I... <laughs> I'm a New England girl, and I love apples. Okay, knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? I think, um, like I was talking about in the beginning, I was really unsure and kind of expecting things to happen really fast. And I wish I could go back and be like, you know what, you got to put hard work in to be successful with anything. And uh, so I think if I, I wish I could go back and be like, you know what, you got to work hard. You can't just expect amazing things out of the blue. So um, just going back and kind of appreciating hard work a little bit more at the beginning. I definitely know I appreciate a lot more now than what I used to. So mm, Just being ready for it, I think, makes yeah. a big difference. When we assume things are going to come easy and they don't, oh, it can be so deflating sometimes. So <laughs> just be 
being ready, like, okay, this, this might take some effort. And if it turns out to be easy, well, bonus. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right. I'm going to come back to the book question. Um, and if you have to give a couple, give a couple, that's fine. Um, really interested in books that, that you've read that have inspired you in your own development as, as a leader and as a woman taking the lead in her own life. So if you were to recommend a book or two, um, to a woman who wants to develop her own leadership, what would you recommend? Um, all right. I think I'm going to go with, um, and the time of the butterflies by Julia Alvarez. I read this book actually, um, for my eighth grade summer reading. And back then I really did not understand it very much. So I actually just reread it about a year and a half, two years ago. And the book itself is literally about three sisters, um, or me, four sisters, sorry. And they just kind of go through a lot of hard times and they, um, they just are always there for each other and they're able to kind of get their, their, they're able to stand up for um, all the other women that are kind of in their group, I guess you could say. And they're just kind of a voice for all the people that don't really necessarily have a voice. And it's, <laughs> it's a lot to put into one little paragraph, but it's <laughs> a really good book. Um, it's, it's very powerful and it's a lot about family and um, it's about courage and I don't, it, it's just a really good book. <laughs> mm, it sounds amazing. I'm going to have to put it on my list because I have not read that book yet. Okay. Yeah. And before we say goodbye to you, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you today. Definitely. Um, uh, the quote that I kind of live by right now is follow your heart and dare to dream because, you know, you, you got to be able to follow everything that you want to do and you got to dream the biggest you can dream. I mean, if you don't dream big, then you're never going to be able to kind of really reach for these huge goals. And I definitely know right now I'm, I'm dreaming very big <laughs> with this music <laughs> career. And, uh, like we've talked about, I'm following myself and I'm following my heart and who I am. And, uh, that's just kind of my motto. My, I guess, I guess you say life goal is just to follow myself and to dream really big. So mm, fantastic. <laughs> All right. Lastly, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Definitely. Um, I'm pretty much everywhere. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Just search for Josie Milner, J-O-S-E-Y-M-I-L-N-E-R. And you can also find me on my website, www.josiemilnermusic.com. And you can also find my music on iTunes. So a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> awesome. They should not have a hard time finding you. So if, if they want to find you, you should be found. <laughs> I should be, hopefully. Just make sure, make sure it's spelled right. You'll find me. It's different than what most people are used to. And we'll have links in the show notes. So if anyone's, anyone happens to have a hard time, come over to Women Taking the Lead, find Josie's show notes page, and all the links will be right there. And Josie, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We're all better for having met you. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh, Josie was so sweet and so wonderful to do the interview that day. She was calling me um, from her college and she had a cold. So she really pulled through and did a great interview. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find all of the resources and the links on womentakingthelead.com or you can use the shortened link that I've created for you, which is womentl.com and you'll find her in the podcast tab.
Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.